that emerge for me as part Aboriginal and part, you know, convict history has just given me so much um, in-depth to life and the possibilities. When you were growing up as, as a little in Kawanyama, what was life like for a, a young tacker? Oh, um, it was, I, I was always out, you know, going pig shooting with the boys, learning how to use the gun and four-wheel drive and getting the car bogged and having to change the tyre or the wheel because I didn't like to, uh, making the fire, getting up, you know, rolling up the swag, having, having to... See, Mum would always try and say, OK, the girls have to cook, clean, do this, and I'd be like, no, uh uh I refuse to, to be put in that role. And, she, and the boys would be like, oh, yeah, well, you can't do this. So I'd go out and get on the motorbike, had a motorbike accident, you know. You're just trouble, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Right, right from the top. It was just, it was so fun. Like, yeah. today, I look back at my childhood for young kids today in these communities. They wouldn't even dare to go down to the river to be making boats out of iron or, or you know, sometimes we had an old fridge and I now look back and I go, oh, my God, would that be dangerous going down the river in an old fridge? <laughs> Is it dangerous because of crocs or because of the fridge? Well, both. Because I thought, well, well, we didn't think of the crocs, but the fact that the fridge, I mean, could turn over. You didn't and think of the crocs. No. You were worried about the fridge. No, no, no. There was a theory, see. Well, there'd be a place we'd find that looked really nice. We'd chuck a kid in, the smallest kid in our group, and we'd say, hey, Matt, you swim across? You swim across? And if you come back, we jump in. <laughs> and it worked. Now I know why you're tall. You were never going to be that smallest kid, were you? <laughs> <laughs> a beautiful childhood, but things change. When you moved out of your house early in your teens, that's when you first encountered violence. Mm. What did you see? The people next door, there was a big fight, like they were fighting all the time and, and went over there and we tried to help out all the time because they'd be in our yard, you know, with this husband and wife constantly fighting. And I think I was about 13 when I saw this husband grab his wife by the hair and throw her, like literally. And he was about six foot four and he was big. And, and then from there it got better. I had to go out and stop a lady shooting herself with a 22. And then from there I had to stop someone from hanging themselves. It was always happening in the street that we moved into. Having though come from a... a as you described it, an almost protected area. How did you account to yourself for what you were seeing? It was really hard because not only was I seeing it there, I was starting to realise that it's actually widespread. It's everywhere. And I was seeing it within my school kids. Like I used to wonder why these kids were, you know, in my class were constantly punching me or punching the other kids or just chucking a big nana. And it was just a lot more open, it, it just opened a totally new paradigm, I guess, for my thinking as to, oh my God, there is a lot of problems here. You were 15 when you left to go to school in Brisbane. What gave you the strength to get out? How did you know that's what you needed to do? I just didn't want to be um, put in to an Aboriginal program when I went to school in Cairns. You know, my brother used to build me up, oh, you think you're really smart? Go Brisbane, go Brisbane. And, and I thought, well, good choice. I will go Brisbane, all right? <laughs> and so um, I wanted to be challenged. I wanted to get out there. I, I thought the only, the only chance of me getting into university or making something of myself is to get out there and, 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 and go out there. And so I did. I went to school in Brisbane. It was a big step, wasn't it? When it, it wasn't the same as where you've been schooling. 
did you find that the standards were very different? Oh, completely. It was I had to wear shoes. <laughs> and I had to carry my books. And I had to carry everything. And I had to wear a hat. And, I, and that, was, that was big. And, um, and, and just, you've been top of your class at Kawanaoma, hadn't yeah, you? Yeah, I, I was, used to teach the teacher. Yeah. Oh, I thought that. <laughs> <laughs> and when you got to Brisbane, how was it? Oh, I, it was a big shock. I, um, I actually failed a lot mm. in Brisbane at, at, at Clayford College because of the level of the English in maths it was just completely different to Kawanyama. And I was a student in Kawanyama. We went to school every day. You know, I came from a functional family and a mother who just went education, education, education. And, and a straight A student from Kawanyama to a D student in Brisbane. I was like, whoa, I've got to work harder. You didn't consider giving it away? Oh, God, no. Mm. Uh-uh, no. I, I didn't, because I... This was my opportunity. It was an opportunity, and everything I, that has happened in my life, I've never taken for granted. I've just... Take it on board and go on, yep.